0: Hey guys, welcome back to the For the Long Call Podcast. I'm Brandon. It was me today again is Blaine and Seth. And you guys, in case you were worried about Seth, his show didn't break, and hopefully it won't this time either. If you I guys still
1: can't believe you put that in the last
0: podcast. It was funny. I'm still shooketh about <laughs> that. Okay. So today we're gonna to talk about probably the most controversial thing and the most annoying thing. Only because everybody you talk to or everybody you watch says they know the exact key to this and only listen to them. And if you guys haven't figured it out yet, we're going to be talking about credit. Yeah. And before we begin, I just want to say none of us are experts. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. My lawyer
2: said this is purely an opinion and not financial advice. So uh, this is just an opinion. We're not industry professionals and we don't have
0: any licenses. Exactly. Okay, Blaine, you're the first one, I think, to get, like, started with his credit, so why don't you begin?
2: All right, so, background-wise, so when I first... I came from a family that paid cash for everything, and so, like, literally cash for everything. Hmm. My grandparents don't have credit. I don't really really Unless they've gotten older and finally got it, they paid cash for everything. Houses and everything, cash. That is awesome. And so, they would come from a timeline that was like, you don't get credit, you know, if you want something, you pay it with cash. And Hmm. so, I think it was one point... They may have credit now, but they don't use it for anything. If they do, uh, they wanted to go do something, something not even major, and they're like, "You don't exist," and they're like, "You know, fifty or something like they're unheard of." And uh, and so my parents come along that line for the most part with paying cash for things, the best that they can. And uh, from when my mother and father purchased their first home, they paid cash, and um, and so they teaching me is like, "You don't have cash for it, you don't buy it." And so basically, they never just said don't get credit, but they said credit's dangerous, I think. It can be. Yeah, we didn't really talk about it. Uh, But credit is is definitely dangerous for people who are not able to manage themselves well, because it allows you to dig yourself in a deeper hole Mm -hmm. than you even could possibly have with the money you have now. You you can spend all of it and past it.
0: And especially if you think of, because I know people think about credit like this. It's like, oh, it's free money. No. It's money that you're loaned, but you gotta have to pay it back mm-hmm. with interest. Yeah, if you don't pay it back, yeah. yeah, with interest.
2: So yeah. I have, so my credit profile right now, I don't think we'll talk credit scores, but I have an ex- excellent credit score. Uh, just turned twenty three, but I have three credit cards currently, mm-hmm. and I don't plan to get another one for the time being. Um, but my 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 credit strategy. Is right now, I'm not super diverse with products. I've done two personal loans, had them and paid them off. And then I had those three credit cards. So there's a lot of things that go into having credit. And so, like, I pulled up, if if y'all ever heard of Credit Karma, definitely recommend that y'all look at that. It's free for monitoring. I
0: got to say this, like, <laughs> told me to get Credit Karma, I was extremely, extremely skept, skept, skeptical? skeptical. Skeptical. Thank you. Of it because like, it, like it didn't sound like like it, oh you can check your credit for free I'm on that I'm like, that sounds fishy to me but I've used it. Oh now. yeah, because
1: other websites it'll like if you check your credit like a certain amount of times so it won't lower your score. Yeah,
0: right, like so, that's why I was like so nervous about using it. But so now, here's how this
2: works: so but, Credit Karma, so you can go to different, you can go to like Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and you can go there and get a credit pool mm-hmm. When you go to get a, a credit card, you go to get a car loan, any kind of loan, they do a hard what they call a hard pull it, it, on your credit. And they, so it pulls up everything, and it dings your credit. Yeah, for, it for a Temporarily, and it goes off in like six months or something. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that date, don't hard quote me on that. So that's a hard pull. It, it dings your credit, and it pulls like everything that they can get. Now, versus... Uh, credit Karma, it, it utilizes what they call a soft pull. So a soft pull will pull the credit and it does nothing to your credit score. It doesn't come up. There's no record of it on there as a credit pull from Credit Karma. So it doesn't affect your credit. So it allows you to go through and really have a a very good idea within a, maybe a handful of points to maybe 20. I talked to a mortgage guy and he said that sometimes you know they're close but other times you can see a variance of like 20 points. So. So don't think exactly what you have on the credit karma score is what you get, because, and I won't get too far into this, but everywhere you go for a different product, like a house or a car, there's a different score they get from algorithm. There's literally hundreds upon hundreds of algorithms that they use to justify a score for your credit worthiness to get a product, as in a a loan loan product, loaning for a car, house, whatever. Yeah,
1: nowadays I think it's really important because, like you, I mean you you pretty much need credit for. Just about everything. I mean, mm-hmm. to buy a house, to buy a car.
0: To get an apartment. To get an apartment, yeah. yeah you got yeah.
1: you to gotta,
2: you gotta have all this. Stuff. And for an apartment, yeah, like an apartment is something that you can use credit for. And uh, having an apartment doesn't raise your credit, which is the downfall of things. You can use it. There are programs,
1: though, like uh, yeah. for various apartments. Uh, they, like, you go on their website and be on, be on the lookout for this for those who are uh, currently looking for an apartment or currently in an apartment, there's definitely programs uh, with your apartment complex that will allow you to build credit with that. It's a
2: typical typical thing that apartments do, they don't report to the credit unions. The only thing that they report is if you do something in negative. So you don't pay. So the positives they don't report. Now there's things like for those mortgages, I don't know how it works for cars, but Excuse me. The uh, for the mortgages, you can actually bring things like electric bills and um, your apartment, like your you paying your rent every month. Mm-hmm. You can bring like a sheet, and they can use that to kind of substitute if you mm-hmm. don't have credit. But it's best to just get yourself credit, and that's why I went through and I got like I have three credit cards now, and
1: so. How did you How did you build your credit? So well,
2: I did... started off from, uh, I think. I think I finally, I think the first thing I got was... The Discover? No, no, American I know I, No, I got a, a Discover card was the first card I got. Oh, you God. can't get an American Express until you already have like a great credit score. Yeah. They're more stringent on their factors to give it to you. You have to have like a good or better score to get yeah. them. Uh, but I'm trying to remember, I think, the first thing I got I think was a Discover card. Uh, but I don't remember if I got the Ski before that or not. I I've think had, you did. I've had the Discover card for almost three years. And, uh, so I think maybe I got the Discover card first, but um, so I got that. So my first thing was when I was, re- I was really into learning how to invest in myself for the future. Um,
0: I just want to clarify, you got a Discover card from the mail, right?
2: Yeah. So going to college, uh, I went to Tarleton state university in Stephenville, Texas. And, uh, and I was sent a thing from discover and I let it sit for like six months and I didn't use it. I, I was like, eh, a no, no, big deal. And then going to college, I just started to like open my sites and just like self-improve myself and look at stuff. And, uh, and I was big on learning how to invest in real estate to buy rental properties in the future and just learn about it. And so to get that money, you gotta have, the better the credit you have, the cheaper the money to borrow. And so that's the principle. And almost using credit for anything for your literally buying a car is the same concept as well and buying houses. And uh, so I got the Discover card, I opened it up and going to college looks like discover their marketing employees hey you know we'll give you a credit card so I got it it came with like a $500 balance and then it just steadily went up as I used it and kept paying it and then uh, number one thing if you're getting credit cards do not get one with a yearly fee on it especially as your starter cards uh, because you the best thing to do is leave your first credit card you get open forever because really anyway. yes because one of the credit factors is uh, age of credit history, that's all the way true. together, and so it's an average of all of them together. Hmm. And uh, I think it does the oldest account, like the youngest account on average, so that's why I say there's formulas for all this stuff. It's really complicated, mm-hmm. the formulas, and I don't know formulas for that, but that's things they factor in as an average of the credit history, huh. age. So if the first one you open, you want to leave it open forever and you just gotta remember to put like a purchase on there every month or two. Yeah. Like, just buy a pack of gum or something. So it, Because eventually, you don't use it for like a year or something, I don't know how long it is, but they'll say, hey, we've closed your account because you're not using it. And so, but yeah, I've got, so I've got those, I came up to having three credit cards. My primary thing to get my credit high quickly uh, is what I've basically done, is with the credit cards, uh, what I do is say whichever one I decide to use, I put, I buy stuff on, I buy everything on it because I get cash back. Everything I ever buy, anything at all, I put on plastic for cash back. It's just, for, it's just free money. As long as you're not negligent with it and intentionally spend too much money, uh, you don't have to pay an interest. You just get cash back. But I pay, so let's say your, your balance is due at like the 15th. Yeah. Where like they send you the email and it says, hey, you owe this much money and, uh, and that's typically how it goes where they send you the paper if yeah. you're an older individual. But younger people, we get the email or whatever. Or the app sends you a notification. Yeah. So that's, uh, it says the 15th. So I, instead, I'll go on the 12th and um, and pay it all off on the 12th. So it's a couple days beforehand before they pull it. So when it comes to reporting that, if your credit utilization balance is high, mm-hmm. that's how much. So if you get $1,000 of credit, if you spend nine hundred and fifty dollars you're like a ninety five percent utilization rate. That typically means you're a riskier money person to give money because you like to spend all of it.
1: And isn't it good as well, like whenever that date comes up, like whenever it's time for you to go and pay your bill to pay more than um, what it originally asked for?
2: Yes, yeah, so it's gonna give you a minimum balance. That's required it's for you to pay. Typically, about ten percent, I think, give or take. I don't know what the percentage. It's for a lot of companies. is a minimum thirty five dollars for the credit companies that at least I have, because hmm. uh, I have American Express, I got a Chase, and I got a uh, Discover, and all credit cards. Uh, so it's either minimum thirty five dollars if it's too low, or whatever percentage it is. I feel like ten is pretty close though, um, and. If you pay the minimum, that means you're going to pay what they want, but you're going to be getting interest charged on you next time. Mm-hmm. So that's the only problem with doing that. So I use it like a debit card. So I make all my charges on it and everything, but before they're going to send me letters says, hey, how much you've spent, this is how much you owe. You I, put your
1: money back. I pay it. it
2: earlier and yep. spend it all like it was a debit card. So then they send me a that says you owe me $7 because your pending McDonald's transaction came through, yeah. and that's not a big deal. So then and they don't report in the middle of the month like how much I've spent. They only report when they pull the balance and send it to me. So now they're only gonna send the, um, uh, the $7 that's on the balance and not $900. So that is how I cre- keep my credit utilization balance incredibly low as a factor of building my credit. Now it hardly does any difference to me at all. But before when I was doing it, I think it helped dramatically because my score would jump like a lot when I first mm-hmm. got it. And when you only have $500 balance because it's your first credit card, Literally, like, if you spend, if you put $30, $300 on there, which is easy to do, I mean, you make money per month or whatever, that's not a lot of money, yeah. but that's 300 of uh, 500 is 60%, and that's like red zone, to, probably yellow zone closer to getting the red zone. As a, they, 20% and under is like the green area, mm. is what Credit Karma says, and, uh, and so that's what that is.
0: And also, I don't think I've fully finished saying this, but, like, I, I, like you mentioned credit karma and, like, how I was skeptical. Now, I'm not skeptical of it. I use it a lot just to see, on average, what my credit score is.
2: It's, it's legit. I mean, it's on it's, TV commercials.
0: Yeah, like, but see, like, at the yeah. same time, like, I, I always thought it was sketchy. But, like, now that I use it, I'm like, nah, it's not sketchy.
2: Well, you know me, I, like, and I explain that to you. Like, I'm a, I'm not, I'm a cautious person. No, yeah, same. I don't typically do too risky things. Yeah. Uh, even though I'll take risks and stuff, but I don't typically try to put myself at risk if I can avoid it. And uh, and like so, this was something like I did research on before. But I mean, now a lot of people more people know about it now. Yeah. But it's a, it's an excellent tool. I'd recommend getting it if you don't have it for helping you. And it's free credit monitoring because if something happens, it sends you like a little thing that says, "Hey, a new account opened up with your name," and you're just like, "Oh, that's interesting." And like if you did open something, well, then you know.
0: And also keeps track of all the stuff that you have, like loans or payments on at the moment. Yes, it does. I
2: I can see my credit history. I've got a a big calendar for each one of my accounts that I've seen how long. My Chase ones are a year and eight months. American Express, two years, eight months. Discover, three years, nine months. And um, But, yeah, you can see, like, if your payment history, you paid everything on time, didn't miss anything.
0: Well, actually, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about, like, if you have a call loan, it will show you how much you have left on the call loan. Yeah. it's just, like, regular loan. Yeah, it'll
2: say how much because they report the balance. Yeah. So that's just, like, the credit utilization. Like, it's the balance of how much you owed. And it's the same concept. So mm-hmm. if you got a loan for 8000 you still owe 7000 It's the, the ratio still really high, how much you have left to how much you took. Yeah. And so, it, yeah, that's great for that because when I had those personal loans, I could see how much was left. And that's actually how I used to track it When if I just was like, I wonder how much I had left, even though
1: they sent me a monthly thing.
0: Yeah. So, Seth, how did you sign your credit?
1: Um, you know, I kind of had it kind of easy. Um, uh, whenever I was younger, my mom had, had me on her credit cards. To so start building my credit for me did she put you
2: as an authorized user yeah here's the uh, secret heck right here this is if you are wanted to jump start your credit from zero yeah. to hero right now your parents whatever the, if they add you especially authorized if, user to their account you instantly just get everything they have
0: yeah now, now see here's the thing though is that like, could either benefit you or hurt you depending on your so parents yeah, scope yeah like,
2: they have terrible credit that's probably not gonna yeah be like, like,
0: it's probably not the best idea. I, I would now like i would say like if, you, especially if you're younger, like 15 16 17 like, it'd be like, hey, mom, dad, uh, is there way I can be on the on the card name or like the credit card too? So that way they can get you your own credit card. They'll have your name but say, your parents' name.
2: And if they're worried about that, and uh, one thing I've told somebody else that, like, their, uh, their buddy Landon, his, his grandfather's really affluent. and uh, But I said, well, here's the thing, you know, you're going to do this purchase. I said, he doesn't have to – tell him to add you as an authorized user. He doesn't have to give you the card. It just puts you and you get their credit, and then you can now go make your big decision. Yeah. So that's one thing I would say. If you're like maybe maybe you're about to go buy a house or a car or something and you're worried about if your credit's going to cut it and you'd like to get the better rate, say, hey, can you add me as authorized user on the account? And then obviously you probably should do a little bit of research into this for yourself so you can kind of explain it. They don't have, they don't have to give it to you. They can keep it and you yeah, just yeah. get all the benefits. Mm-hmm.
0: That's honestly something I wish I knew a long time ago. I didn't really find out that that was actually a thing until like I was like already out of high school. I was like, oh dang, I wish I knew about this. But yeah, like,
1: I'm just happy that I had some really uh, smart parents. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Or, like, so the way I saw my credit was, I did. I wait until like I was about 21, 20. Like before, I, yeah, like about twenty. So I didn't have any credit. I didn't want to use one of the. The ones I got from 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 the mail from like either Capital One or Discover, just because I don't know, I thought it was a little sketchy. Even though Blaine's used Discover, I, I was just like, I was still like, eh, I'm not sure if this APR or whatever that or whatever it was is good or not. So I went to my bank, talked to them about it, and they said, hey, since you really don't have a credit score, we can only give you a regular credit card. But what we can do is get you a secured credit card. Now what that is, I never heard about that until that point so they explained to me is in each bank will be different so talk to your bank about this and what the limit will be but so you'll so they'll give you so you give them x amount of money and then they'll put that in the savings account and that x amount of money will be your limit for your credit card so i give them i think about you can give them the minimum or you can give them more of what they say the the minimum is so i think mine was like i give them 500 so then boom i give them 500 to put in the savings account and 500 was my limit for my secure credit card, so I was able to start building on my credit with that. And I looked into some videos and all that, and they said, which was I found was interesting, was like, don't use more than 30% of the total, yeah. so, so that way it can help you get your credit, your credit up faster. And I, and they give an example which I never did, but I thought it was funny. Just use it just to buy a, a, a gallon of milk a month. And that's it, and just pay it off at the end of every month.
2: And see, and that's a that's a good point for people who are. Some people are just not gifted with the ability to naturally not spend too much money. Like some people, just they're really big spenders. Swipe, swipe, and they don't have any recollection that the, it doesn't affect them when they swipe the hell out of it. You know, and spend a lot because they don't see a because to them they don't have that. Yeah, the connection. Some and other people like me, I just I've been lucky to be able to like. I just naturally, I feel, I just am, uh, frivolous, so I yeah, it, I just buy something. I'm I'm like, oh man, I just spent fifty dollars, and so I'm not buying stuff all the time. And so some people really – that's the best thing for them is just to buy a gallon of milk and pay it off the next month. Yeah. But this, the secret hack, and it's really only a secret hack if it makes sense to you, to that – like even the secured credit card thing, which is the best way if you don't have like something in the mail. Yeah. You can go to the bank and you give them 500 and it's secured because they got money from you already. So yeah. you, if you max it out and leave, they're fine. They, you yeah. paid. But the secret hack is that, like I said earlier, you know – to keep the balance, like you said, below thirty percent. It's you know, there's all the different numbers: 20, 30, yeah. 20 and thirty. Neither of them bad. Ah, the lower the better, technically. Yeah. Is the One hundred percent best answer. Yeah, the
0: thirty is just from one video I saw. Yeah. So I was like, okay.
2: But yeah. the secret to all that. Instead of worrying about twenty or thirty, you can spend the whole five hundred if you needed to, yeah. and you just pay that balance right before. Yeah. So they ping they ping it on the fifteenth, and they send you a send you a notification on your phone the sixteenth. Yeah. Pay it the twelfth. And then you literally, your balance will go down to like in under 10% unless you have a big payment pending.
0: Yeah, I think the most I ever did was about 50, had like half of that mm-hmm. limit. Just because I was a little strapped on cash that month yeah. and I needed something, uh, like I needed to buy some stuff. So I was like, okay, swipe it, use that. I don't want to, but I have to. Yeah. So, so I paid more than the minimum. Yeah. And then the next month I paid it off the rest and didn't really use it because I still had mm-hmm. left over from the other month. Yeah. So I paid that off. Yeah. Which I've only had to do that like twice in my entire life.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you, out of everything, I think the biggest lesson so far about all this stuff is there's a lot of importance of building your credit and everything. But don't screw it, don't ruin your credit. It's better to have no credit than it is to have credit that you made ruined.
0: And unfortunately, this is the sad truth credit, it takes forever to build up, but one little mistake can destroy it completely, which is unfortunately the sad truth. Mm-hmm. now like you guys are also wondering like it's incredibly expensive like the uh, percentage
2: rate like if you don't pay mm-hmm. and stuff is like I mean you're looking at like 23% like I mean you're at the max yeah. the only way
1: that you could possibly get it back up is if maybe you pay in full
0: yeah but like so now you guys are probably wondering it's like okay I know how I know what I could do to get a credit card and how to stop putting my credit but why exactly do I need credit well like we said before me and Seth are a good example of this uh, if you want to go buy your own vehicle, they will look at your credit, credit score, and that can actually help you have, if you have a better, good credit score, the less you end up paying a month. So, so Blaine knows this. I saved so much money, so much money, money to, once phone about my new car, and I'm, and I was looking at my credit at the same time, so I timed it just right to, where well, like, whenever I wanted to go buy my car, my credit hit 700 so like literally so we went to the we went to the dealership and all that yes. it was like they did a Harley and QE and it was 700 hit the next bracket because that's the good credit bracket yeah it was i think yeah. we barely made it in time i, I know move. for
1: sure whenever i bought my truck i'm not i'm not going to disclose my score but whenever i got my truck versus after i got my truck like a couple months later I noticed a significant increase in my credit score.
0: Yeah, same.
2: There's also part. There's so many different factors that go into the like the credit score itself. So like payment history. If you never miss mm-hmm. a payment, that's great. But if you miss one payment, that's a really like a big thing. Yeah. It takes time to get back the credit card utilization, which you talked about how much you spend in reference to how much you're able to spend. Yeah. The derogatory marks. So I think I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I think that means something like you messed up, you didn't pay your bill or something. Ooh. and uh and so like collections of public records is on here so maybe that they send you a foreclosure notice Ooh. because you didn't pay maybe that's what a decoratory mark is i don't have any of those age of credit history total accounts hard inquiries like those are some things that go into it
0: and also like so i also do you know somebody i used to work with in order to build their credit up they ended up going to buy a car mm-hmm. which is you know it's a good thing to you can you can do that and you can help and they can help build your credit up but that's honestly a more risky thing because if you miss one payment that's gonna really ding your credit and she could barely make a payment on time she literally tried to convince me to switch cars with her and i'm like she had my dream car which she had one of my dream cars which was camaro but she was paying about five hundred dollars a month it was like 2012 2013 and it was used and she was paying five hundred dollars a month and she only had she only put a thousand dollars down on it
2: this is where you get in trouble this no, is... no, no no
0: not five thousand five hundred my bad
2: well, this is where you get in trouble. This is the dark side of credit. That's yeah. this is why it has such a bad aura aura around it. Yeah. People say run from it because this is the other side to it. You have the capability to be like help yourself out, but you have to be you know, conscious of yeah. it. Or you have the capability to just dive into the deep end without a life raft. Yeah. And so it has the ability to just catapults you into a negative direction if you're not careful. Yeah,
0: she was trying to convince me to trade her cars and all that, trade, trade titles and all that. I'm like, no, why would I trade you? Yes, you have a car I want, but it is like five to six years old at the time. It's been pre owned before you, and I'll have $500 a month to pay on it. When I have a 2017 car that's new, I'm the full stone of it, and I'm only paying about $300, and, and what you paid for it. Is this then what I end up? Like whole payment, like think total was less was like still more than me. How much you uh, Well, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, she bought a more expensive car, but it was also but it was also
0: stuff. used. Yeah, there's in, a, lot in, a lot of negative
2: things. So, so I'm like, and so was, that could have made, been been a good decision for you, but you did your due diligence and you did research. Like, well, would I do this? And you did research. Like, that's not because it. like, it's upside down.
0: Yeah, cause she I was, owes more money than it's worth yeah. versus your car. Because I was already like, in that I was also was like, I would to get a 2012 car when I, when I have a 2017 and it's new and all that. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. I was like, yeah, you're trying to build your credit, but you after yourself up because you didn't think about having a way to pay for it. Although she did end up having a way a, a way to pay for it. I'm not gonna say how, but okay. she did.
2: Well, that should definitely be like a topic for another podcast we do where we talk yeah. about like you know purchasing things and having things that aren't necessary. Honestly,
0: I feel like this can still continue because on that's... to... Just continue on to a part two of like why, um, why what you can use credit for. Yeah,
2: that sounds good. So we'll review and come back to that. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you guys. Well. You think we you think we covered all our points there? Uh, well, I feel like we could uh, talk we a boom. little. I feel like we could talk a little bit about um other I, stuff.
1: I, I did have a question, and maybe we could save this for the um, part two. But what's the difference in, in in your in your opinions and your experience? uh what's the difference in having established multiple lines of credit versus like not just, really any more okay. lines of credit?
0: Well um when you say no lines of credit do you mean like like very few like, like you can, just have, like, you can so, have you can so,
1: have you can have a bunch of lines of credit like
0: like having 2 credit cards versus one?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, well well, um, I
1: got my experience. Yeah.
0: Well do you honestly what you want to say? Having three credit cards or having one like me and Blaine like I only have one credit card. He has three like he said. Honestly, there's no real difference in like it and like yes. I have a
2: different opinion. But like
0: having the having the three um credit cards will help him get more credit faster than me, but it won't help him in the end if he can barely pay them or if he misses payments and all that like. Because in the end, one because like
1: because I I've only had one credit card. Yeah, I have I mean. a I have a high limit. Mm-hmm. I have a very high limit online, and it's you know it's it served me well. Like I I don't feel the need to have more credit cards. So why mm-hmm. would someone who already has a high limit want to grab another credit
0: card? Um, well, one thing I know some people do is Neil my dad told me to do this, is like and I think he does this to an extent as um. Each card to use it for something else. Like one card would just be for food, one card would just be for gas, and one card would just be for this. Seeing, so, you know, oh girl, she's whatever, etc., mm-hmm. etc. And having multiple credit cards that can help you if you pay everything on time and everything, that can help you get your credit a little bit faster than just having one line of credit. But at the same time, I said, I said, if you pay everything on time, like say you. Mm-hmm. Miss, you paid two on time missed one that's gonna hold your credit well like you know you only have one credit card you only have to manage one one bill every month but the other one you have to manage three so if so you...
1: would you say that having like multiple lines of credit uh like in a perfect world paid on time and you know nothing really getting in the way of your payments that it would be a quicker way to establish your credit like Building, yeah, that.
0: it could probably be end up end up being a quicker way. The only down, the only one negative thing I can see is if you get them all at the same time, that's gonna because each of them you're gonna get, excuse me, each of them gonna get um hard create for. So if you get them all three at the same time, it's gonna be a little bit longer, but at the same time faster well, to I'll, get it up. Well, I'll jet in.
2: So I have three credit cards, and uh, I sh- I ha- I got three different credit cards. They all get cash back in different areas. Uh, I have American Express. Blue uh, Cash general? Preferred or something. Oh. Uh, that one right now is to get 6% cash back at grocery stores and 3% cash back on gas and then like 1% on everything else. And uh, so that was like, that's really cool. That's attractive cash back. That one does have a fee and I'm borderline justifying the fee. Uh, the cash back I get from it does pay the fee currently, but uh-huh. at the same time, I'm like, well, I could, if it makes sense, I should downgrade to the one that's underneath. It's not the preferred. It's just like the regular. Yeah. And then it's 3%, 2%, 1%. Uh, so there's that. So I have different cashback areas for all of them, that I that I like to use, and uh, and so that's kind of what I've done in the past. I was real heavy on using the different ones for different cashback. Uh-huh. Now I mostly just use my American Express, but then the other standpoint. So with getting the three different cards, I definitely wouldn't get three different ones at the same time. That's not how I did it. I yeah. got ones years of, like over a minimum of a year apart, opening different credit card accounts as you go pulls down your average age of credit history. So like now I've opened my three, like I'm gonna leave it alone and I don't think I really need to worry about having three. Uh, In terms of high credit limit on them, I have my latest one that I've gotten has a high credit limit. The other ones I have, I mean it's got, it's for me I still think the number's high but it's not like astronomical or nothing. And so combined, it's a lot of it's a lot of money to have, but I don't spend anywhere near the cap of it. Yeah. But my mindset, though, also at the same time for having three, the other two that I got were attractive for cash back. Also, they gave me a cash bonus to have one nice. join, so I got paid to get it, which is cool. Uh, and uh, and so I got those, and got paid to get them, and then have the attractive cash back bonuses. And even the Discover when I got that one, that had cash back, and it doubled the cash back at the end of the first year, and that was a cool thing. I got like 300 bucks just for giggles at okay. the end of the first year. So like I got $600 or something cash back total the first year using a Discover card. So that was neat. But also at the same time, so I, I still pay my stuff like right before they ping my mm-hmm. due date on the card. I've come to more of a simpler point to where I just kind of use only my American Express card now. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, And then for the other cards, I have a uh, revolving gym membership on the Discover. And then that Chase one I have, I don't have anything payment wise on it. So I leave. So I'll probably put like maybe another revolving payment on that one. So so it kind of will keep itself active. Gotcha. So I don't forget about it. But from a normal standpoint now, I just kind of use the One American Express and I have such a high credit limit in total because it adds all the accounts together. Mm -hmm. I can just spend money regularly and even if I didn't and they can just send me the letter for how much I owe, it's still under 20% as a normal spending amount of money for me. So now, because I have all of those, the credit ratio goes up, so it's less worrying for me in terms of having that on the day. Even though I have reminders on my phone, so I never miss it, but it it just keeps the ratio so low now because I have so much Money available to me to spend versus how much I actually do spend. Yeah. So that's kind of my perspective on having three cards. Yeah. It's more. It's if you can't if you can't handle your money, it's that's not a good idea. Yeah. I've just I'm able just to handle my money, and at this time when I got them, it made sense to me, and it stills fine it makes sense to me. I can decide I want something, and I'll put it all just on that one card yeah. or something. But if it's definitely if you don't know how to handle it, it's it's dangerous.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Then again, it's also dangerous if you um. Like I said, like if you think free money on a credit card, manically, since I actually do have a friend that ended up maxing out his first credit card and it took him a while to pay it off. There's a
2: lot of people who do that. And I think also the best part and the worst part about it is you're not spending your money, you're spending their money. Yeah. And then they tell you, you owe us our money back yeah. when they send you that bill. That's really what it is. And uh, if you don't pay it all, they charge you interest. But my favorite part about it, my concept of why I enjoy using credit cards is I'm not spending my money. And I'll tell you, explain that why it sounds kind of like, wait a minute, what? But when I have a debit card, I lose that. Literally, someone will, can spend all that money on the debit card, and I lost my money. But apparently, mm-hmm. like you can get it back, but sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Now on a credit card, I can lose that card, and somebody can spend it, and be like, hey, I didn't. That's well, that wasn't me. I didn't spend that money. And they're like, okay, we'll fix that right up. Because and they didn't. So I'm not fighting to get my money back. They go to fight to get their money back. Yeah. So that's my favorite part about using a credit card for my financial security. Because that means, in the event of trying to chase it, some they're ch- they they're trying to go get their money. I, they they haven't. It's not my money okay. right now. When I have to pay it, it's my money now. But until then, they're gonna chase to go get
0: their money. So whenever you say I'm not using my money, you're talking about if you ever lose it.
2: Yeah. So for instance, I had fraudulent charges from someone who bought a hundred dollars worth of gas at a gas station in like Austin. This is before I ever went to Austin. So I was like, okay. <laughs> well, I, know, I figured that out because this is when I, I was really checking my balance every day mm-hmm. because it was my first and only credit card. Yeah. And I called. I was like, hey, I got a fraudulent charge. And I'm like, oh, is this one in Austin? I'm like, yeah, that's the one. And then I said, all right, I'll take that right off. And that was the end of the phone call.
0: See, so usually my bank has – so I've gotten – on my credit card, I've gotten two fraudulent charges because they were trying to open t- a Netflix account, and they somehow got my information. Yeah. So they tried twice and because it gets the – C- CCV, a uh-huh. uh, number wow. wrong, uh, my bank automatically declined it. Like, I called them and like, oh yeah, we already declined it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You should see that your your, um, your balance is going to come back to what it was before yeah. in, a, in a day or two. And I was like, okay, thank you, man. But, but what if they get the number right? That's kind of what i'm talking about so they they didn't get the full
2: equ the number right so they couldn't but they tried
0: yeah but i, I still I like you know I, I i would have called them and they would probably been like okay yeah okay, we'll cancel this but i don't yeah. like any credit card yeah as long as i told them i didn't do it my yeah. one
1: gripe with a credit card and this is one gripe that i'll actually put out there is any time i go to get gas and i put it on my credit card why do they take, or why do they put a $100 hold?
0: It's, um, because it that's actually, default. that's actually, yeah. A lot what, of, what some what places, it
1: depends on where you go. So a debit
2: card, they'll typically put on debit. Now, they do a the credit too, but debit, they're typically never pretty seen good. A debit. A pretty good about on a debit card, when you swipe it, it's an auto $100
0: because they don't know about or, how about much
2: or 50 but no actually it's a hundred it used to be something different I think but it's definitely because they don't know how much you're gonna get so in exactly. a debit card they can push through and if they know they get a hundred then they're going to be able to you fill up as much as you want because that's the max and who's getting a hundred dollars for the gas or trucks Wait. can't even get that much
0: no. really it's 100 the max at the gas station at I, the pump is a hundred dollars
2: well it it depends it's actually I think there's a number max I've had the number max where it's charged on mine when they did two max numbers,
0: really, I never knew that. But
2: see, it's hard. nobody can get there unless you're bringing more than one vehicle. Yeah, unless you have
1: like one of those big diesel trucks with uh, two uh, gas with tanks, the extra gas tank.
2: Exactly, you're never gonna hit that number, so nobody knows it exists. Yeah. but there's a, so on the debit card, it's typically like a hundred bucks. I used to work in a gas station, and as and I so I saw this a lot. So people use their debit cards; they were mad. Said, I'm sorry, it's part of the thing. And it's a sign. Well, but on credit cards, sometimes they will do the hundred dollars, and sometimes they just do one dollar because on credit cards they can push. Not exactly sure how it works, but they can just push. They can shove this charge through, yeah. and say, "Well, he he it." So and uh, and they can just shove it through. Versus debit card works a little differently. for some, However, that works. But for the credit card, sometimes they'll just do a one dollar and then shove through the like the actual 55 at the end of the night or something.
0: Okay, you guys. Well, um, I think that's it for today's episode. Okay. And, uh, okay. So if you guys have any questions, comments about for anything, um, Blaine's going to give you guys all that good information right now.
2: So you can see us on Instagram for the long haul podcast, all one word, uh, on Twitter. It's F T L H podcast for the long haul. We just abbreviated it. And then on Gmail, you can email us at F T L H for the long haul. That's, so just the letters there, FTLH podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email if you want to send make a request or anything. You can do, reach out on any of these platforms really. Uh, and then on Anchor, we're just now we're getting on Anchor now. We're going to use that to distribute our podcast. I don't know if that's that's probably you just use that to get your podcast anywhere now, so you'll be able to find it on Spotify, Apple Music, podcast.
0: If you guys aren't listening to us on any of those platforms I already, mean,
2: it's going to be on everything, so it's not going to be an issue now. Yeah, like SoundCloud, whatever. Yeah. So. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. All right, you guys, have a good
0: one. Until next time.